from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. Uh, this morning, well, the careers have kissed and made up apparently and Trump might be the one to thank. Uh, ethical fashion turns out to not really be a thing. And uh, we, we have some hardware ecstasy to share in. But before any of that, uh, James Shaw's ETS thing, it's a bit vague, isn't it? Back to the Commission's recommendations. One, plant trees. Easy. And obvious. I mean, we've already got a program, apparently, for a billion trees over 10 years. Whether that's real or not, of course, will be seen in time. But trees are a dime a dozen. We've got land galore. And, of course, when they grow up, you chop them down, make money. Two, tax farmers. How? And how much? There are no answers. And this is where we get ourselves in trouble. We're a farming nation. By making farming more expensive, you make it harder. No matter how much you're saving the world... The price of a kilo of steak or a litre of milk isn't going up because you're being virtuous. And that's the part of the equation the shores of this world don't have an answer to. What do you do with the bloke who walks off the land because the farm doesn't pay its way anymore? And then we come to the electric cars. If we all drove them, would we reduce emissions? Yes, we would. So why aren't we? Well, because we don't want to or we can't afford to, which is where James Shaw comes in. Is he going to subsidise us into them? Don't know. (laughs) Exactly. And if he pays us to drive these things, is that not a false economy? Why are we subsidising business? If electric cars are the answer, why aren't they selling themselves? And this is where, no pun intended, the rubber hits the road. This debate is driven by theory. Lots of things we might or could do, but when it actually comes down to it, when you actually have to make a call, write a cheque, introduce a tax, subsidise a product, in other words, are you going to pull the trigger? What's the answer? Don't know. (laughs) So how about we do the sensible thing for now, eh? Let's plant a few trees and reconvene another day, another year before we start throwing people out of work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's would be nice. There's a lot of things that would be nice to have if you could just click your fingers and make it happen. For example, pre- peace between North Korea and South Korea. Imagine if Donald Trump could just click his fingers and make that happen. Why not see this for what it is and take it? And what it is, is a spectacularly successful first step towards peace and away from that constant repetitious nonsense of threat and appeasement, whereby once again the United Nations have been shown to be the limp-wristed time-wasters they are. Kim would threaten, the world would go on standby, the UN would hold a meeting, offer some food, head back down. As Trump said, he shouldn't have had to deal with this particular problem. Shouldn't be standing here in 2018 dealing with this. This bloke north of the border was never a real threat. He was a noise-making bully that knew he could get the UN to fold with a threat and a missile. Trump went to the UN, remember it famously so, called him Rocket Man, told him to pull the trigger, go on, pull it, and watch out when you do. And it was over. Is it completely sorted? Well, of course it isn't. There's one meeting, for goodness sake. But if you ever want an example of how tough leadership works, history has been instructive. Bullies get away with it because we are scared. Trump stared him down. If what we saw this weekend holds, if Kim Jong-un brings the North into the real world, he wins, we win, and Trump wins. And deservedly so. The weird thing about Trump clicking his fingers and making that happen is that, uh, as we all know, he's got abnormally small hands. And so it wouldn't even be a very loud click, I assume. I don't really understand the full physics behind finger clicking, but I I feel like that's probably how it happens. I don't really understand the theory behind this uh, ethical fashion industry survey that came out uh, the other week, but 
Turns out nobody really does. Congratulations to Karen Walker this morning of uh, fashion design fame. She's called out Tear Fund. And uh, by inference out of Australia, the Baptist World Aid group of people who did that dreadful report a couple of weeks ago, which basically said, well, they gave marks. It was one of those opt-in surveys. We featured it on the show at the time. She herself, Walker, got a C grade. Uh, Trulise Cooper got an F grade, but only because she didn't even take part. And so what Tear Fund were doing is they're looking at the transparency of the chain. And they've done it. And I didn't realise this at the time. I criticised it at the time because you cannot mark people who don't participate in your survey. What I didn't realise, and what Karen Walker points out this morning, and thank you for doing it, is they do it all from their desk. They never leave their office. They just they Google a bit of stuff and then write a report. It's not like they've gone into a factory, had a look and gone, geez, we've got some genuine concerns about this. None of that. Simply sit in front of a computer behind a desk and pump out a few reports Pile on a few press releases, the, uh, the various newsrooms around the country, as is their want these days, republish them, call it news. Next thing you know, you've got reputations in serious trouble for no good reason. Do we need to do an ethical survey? We need to do an ethical survey, exactly. On the ethical survey. That's exactly what we need to do. For- mm. Is that how they came up with the, um, the plot to Inception? Just... A, a script within a script within a script within a script? Seems too early in the week to be having a headache this intense. Uh, maybe I need to go back to Bunnings. And I went to Mitre 10. And I haven't been to Mitre 10, I don't know for how many years, but my God, what a fantastic experience. I think that if you look at the final of Blacklist, the final of Suits, and reading the Peter Jackson book, plus going to Mitre 10, Mitre 10 wins. I've never seen it. It's just such. Well, what, what would, tell me, what, did you. What was your primary objective? My and primary were you, objective. Were you distracted no, from your right. primary that's objective? That's the point. So you go into the centre of the shop. This is a Mitre 10. What's the. Is a Mitre 10 Super or whatever? Mega. Mega, I think. Mega. Mitre 10 for Mega. An alliteration you there. go in there and you look to the centre of the. And you look to the left and there's like about 100 rows. And you look to the right and there's about 100 rows, and then you look back beyond your 100 rows, and there's another 100 rows. Yeah, oh, it's pretty mega. Oh, my God. And I went, and, here, and here's how it works. I went in to buy a mop. Now, that would be probably Ooh, the most... Were you a flooding victim over the weekend no, I like wasn't. I was? <laughs> I was not a flooding victim over the weekend, but we needed a new mop, a new microfibre mop. And so I thought, I'm going to go get me a microfiber mop from Mitre 10. And so anyway, but the problem is that's not that exciting. Going in there to buy a microfiber mop is not really that gripping, in it, but the, and that's what they do. So you come in with your boring agenda, and you look to your left, your 100 rows, your right, your 100 rows, and over the back, 100 rows, and you look at the possibilities of what you could buy. And I reckon people can go broke just by going to Mitre 10 Mega. And then they've got to go home and explain it to their wives. I don't know why they don't hold birthday parties for kids in that place. You could hire out like... Or things. when you say kids, well, you, well, us. Us, exactly. Why do we hold our birthdays in that place? And you could, depending on how much you spend, you could go, look, you go, go grab anything you want. No, aisle 83. Go on, just go down to aisle 83. Actually, that's an idea, isn't it? They should have a party how, room. How about party room at Mitre 10 Mega? Yeah, for for, adu- for adults who Guess just the sound never really games. got that adult. I'm going to fire up a machine, tell yeah. me what it is. Around all the walls, just sort of different stations with all the power tools set oh, up that you just have a go you could, of. You could climb the shelves, jump off the shelves into a pool Because I had jelly. a similar experience uh, yesterday. I was sent off to Bunnings, as it turns out. Same thing? Um, to uh, replace light fittings. Yeah, boring. Boring. Yeah. But, oh, my God, the range. Exactly. It was, it? it was a whole exciting world. See? And then it turned out to be about a fraction of the prices I, th- <laughs> I thought it was going to be.
And so at that point, you're going, well, I've basically got, I've got money some in my pocket money. now, haven't I? Fantastic. Oh, gee, we had such a good weekend. Uh, that actually it wasn't the full story. Um, <laughs> so there, there was sort of a surprise. The reason that I had more money in my pocket than I thought I was going to, well... Here it is. Were you at Bunnings because of your flooding at your house? No, that, that was wildly exaggerated, the flooding at my oh. house. I wasn't actually there when the flooding was... There was, it was did your wife report the flooding? It was flash flooding. Flash flooding at yeah, your house. But she did call members of the local community in to help her. So, in other words, a mate of mine came around and dug some muck out of the drains. And did that work? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and then it Google, Google, Google. But... What I was going to say was, I the reason I was at the at Bunnings was because I needed to replace some light fittings, oh. and um, so it was very satisfying because I went there, found some that were sort of the same, managed to remove the old ones, put the new ones in. They look good. They worked, um, and then I realised, uh, and you know, these two beautiful light fittings up there looking all good. And then I, I, you know, turned them on, and they were going. And then I realised that, in fact, there were three light fittings that needed replacing, not two. And so I had to go back again and be tempted by all those things. Did you really have to things. go back again, or did you just buy two in the first place, knowing you'd need to go back for three? Hey, come on! You've stumbled onto my. There plan. we go. That was we could see that we could see through that one. Um, yeah. So I want to th- thank Craig who came and got the muck out of my drains. I appreciate that. Appreciate you poking around in my wife's pipes there. Uh, while I was off refereeing soccer in a, a veritable blizzard. Uh, but um, I'm not quite sure why you had to break my broom, Craig. That's don't quite understand how that happened, but it did. That's, apparently that's instrumental in unblocking drains during a deluge. you got to break a broom somewhere in there. Should have, damn it, should have bought a new one of those while I was at Bunnings. I'm going to have to go back again now. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, That was the rewrap for Monday. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for more.